join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Little Oak Weekly. Thanks for joining us today. You got Andrew Bracewell here with you. Today's guest is just a barrel of fun. Sean Shelderup, uh, one of our favorite agents licensed out of our Surrey location. Uh, Sean is an awesome guy uh, with a great business. He's full of excitement and energy. He's got a lot of passion for life and what he does in his real estate career. We get into some great topics today, uh, a little bit into Sean's philosophy as to how he helps his clients, his willingness to travel all over the province to do transactions, which is quite interesting uh, as we discuss that. Uh, he's got some very strong opinions on uh, the importance of social media and video and uh, some other related topics as well. So I uh, hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed spending time with Sean. I now bring you Sean Shelderup. Good morning. How are you? Hey, sunshine. How you doing? <laughs> doing very well. Thanks, Buttercup. <laughs> you're uh, you're not <laughs> nervous, I hope. No, no, not at all. Oh, not at all. Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little. Uh, Can you hear me? Okay, I'm good. Yeah. What do you? Are you? Uh, I'm just setting audio or levels here. What's? Are you using a headset or no? No, I'm not. No. On speaker. You're on speaker. Okay. Uh, oh, like you're on okay? speaker on your phone. Uh, you know what? It's actually, it's a little bit tin canny. Can you, do you mind picking it up? Sure, of course. Of course. Is this better? That's miles better. Yes. Give Perfect. Me, tell me what you had for breakfast. I just want to get, make sure that we've got all that nice, beautiful bass in your voice. <laughs> uh, I haven't had breakfast. I had an emergency. That was about it. <laughs> you had an emergency. Hey, why does, Okay. Totally going off script here. Yeah. I phone you and you're, when I call this number, it says Sean Shelderup, real, real estate. Really? Hold on. Let me look here. It's, this is crazy. It says, dude, it's, I, I, I'm going to screenshot it right now. Yeah. How on earth does it come up like that? If you're, I don't. If you I if went, you're going to tell me something right now <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast, <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, little Oak fans, uh, we got some yeah, great hey, news for everybody fans, here. Uh, thank you, but uh, peace. Yeah, you would be you'd be <laughs> shot on the spot by a number oh, of people. Oh, whoa, absolutely! Right through the phone, just be grabbed into the into the depth. I, dude, I'm not I'm not joking. It says I'm reading. You know how like when you phone somebody and like through yeah. Google it identifies you know who it is or whatever. For sure. It's, you've never even been with Bixby, have you? I did. I went to the dark side for about six months. Oh, you know yeah. what? you got to fix that because Google's picking that up and it's telling me that you're with Bixby Realty. How do I change and, that? I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say anything, you know, rude or anything, but I mean, you probably, you probably, you probably don't want that out there. I'm, I'm going to imagine. No, definitely not. Definitely not. It, it, fun, funny thing, actually, I. Uh, By the way, this I is the win. best way I've ever started a podcast. <laughs> you, you, you win number one. Yeah. Do you do you have a script right. you want to take me through about downlines or how you could change my life or, or anything like that? <laughs> yeah, totally, I've got a huge script on MLM. I'm just gonna drop it probably midway through. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Oh, for sure, and then popping on the call too yeah oh yeah totally we could all just sign up and start crying it'd be amazing uh, absolutely for sure yeah joe pertap would just love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's good oh buddy well here's the thing you know i 
with my old business partner. He used to be with Remax Little Oak, Chris Braden. I didn't know you guys worked together. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we've been friends for like twenty five years, on and off. Okay. Stuff, right? We went to elementary and middle school and high school, and and stayed in contact, kind of thing. And he all of a sudden called me one day and said, "Hey, uh, hey, Sheldrop. Uh, by the way, uh, we belong to." <laughs> what is that's goes, amazing oh it's uh, this cloud-based brokerage and i went oh yeah that sounds lovely <laughs> so i tried it out for six months and after waiting you know two and a half months to get paid because this was the initial stages of waiting forever to get paid i uh well, I, I, I think they've actually hung on to that that might still happen i'm not sure <laughs> does it does it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. That's your business model. You don't want to anything on them, right? Oh, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> this was not where we were supposed to go to start the podcast. No, it wasn't, was it? Yeah, absolutely. So we may have to cut out the... Uh, uh, well, we'll just we'll bleep a couple things def- out. The defamation lawsuit. Uh. It's, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. We'll take care of it. Justin's a whiz when it comes to editing things. It's no problem at all. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's funny. I did a little... So I actually did a, uh, I did a little research on you. Oh, did you? Oh, I did. Lovely. Clearly didn't catch the uh, the bit we just went, went over. Actually, uh, I was going to ask you about your last name. Very, very unique. Do you, are you an ancestral guy? Like, do you know your background? And are you... I are do. You, yes, yes, I so do. So you're a bit of a Viking, hey? I sure am. Yeah, absolutely. A Scandinavian. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so when did... What's the story on when your... Uh, do I say it? Shelter up the right way to say it? Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, shelter up. And what's your family story in terms of when they ventured over to the uh, to the to the new land from uh, from the old land? <laughs> well, to be totally honest, it's uh, it started off originally as a, a Danish name, and then this is dating back to uh, about 1066, kind of like the Battle of Hastings times, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, the Bishop of Norway, uh, Jan Pearson Sheldrup, decided that he would come over to this new country being called Norway. Yeah. And they, you know, started Norway, and uh, they added a whole bunch of different vowels, as you can see with my last name. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, they like to put the like consonants together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can I buy another vowel there, Alex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, so, uh, you know, my, my, my grandparents were born here, and my great-grandparents were Canadians as well. Um, so it, it would have to be a little bit before that time that they kind of ventured over. Yeah. So the, sure. they avoided, they were not part of the uh, German invasion of Norway then in world war two. Well, it's funny you say that my grandfather, Wilhelm Roger Sheldrop's one of the most decorated soldiers in world war two. So we do have a big history um, with the last name Sheldrop being, you know, uh, the first foot in the sand on D-Day, you know, the lots of, lots of different historic uh, events happening with that last name as well. So, you you obviously know this, or maybe you know this. I learned something as I was doing a little, uh, you know, Norwegian history, you know, to yeah. to sound intelligent in this conversation, <laughs> you know, because because that's the kind of guy I am. But I yeah. did so so Germany invades Norway. There was a certain amount of Norwegians that actually were forced to take up arms for the Germans. So there oh, was really oh I didn't know that there was Norwegians with the Allies. And then there was also some, and it was small, but it was like, I think it was like, you know, between five and 10,000 people in Norway who were actually forced to, to fight for the Germans. Oh, wow. So, you know, I, I actually wasn't, I I was not, I was unsure as to which side 
of the war, you know, you might have been on. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, what's, what side is this guy on? Uh, this may be a yeah. really short podcast. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Bye. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I never knew that. I mean, I knew about that. I knew that they 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 invaded Norway. They wanted strategically. They wanted Norway um, for the airspace. I think. Mm. But uh, but yeah, there were, I, I learned that actually yesterday as I was doing a little work that there were some people in Norway that were forced to fight for Germany. Interesting stuff. Yeah, there wow. you go. A little history history one on one here. So your fa- you said <laughs> your family like your grandparents immigrated or your great grandparents immigrated. Uh, well, actually, my great-grandparents um, were actually from, um, uh, my grandfather was from Smithers, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Smithers, okay. BC. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Uh, my grandma's from Ottawa. Um, and my great-grandparents were actually, I believe they were um, Courtney and Comox, born and raised as well. So it's, it, you know, it's a long, long uh, lineage of uh, already being in, being in BC there. So. Sure. Are you uh, and are you are you up to speed on traditional Norwegian dishes, or is that long gone from your family's history? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. No. <laughs> well, then you can't join me in conversation because I brought myself no. up to speed on that too, and it's actually, I know it's it's right? it's actually quite fascinating. You know what I learned? So you know, there's a lot of like you know, obviously breads, potatoes, you know, typical whatever, um, you know, stuff that you would expect. For sure. But you know what I. I was, I found some stuff, like there's a dish called, I don't even know if I'll pronounce it properly, lompe or lompi. There's so many similarities between traditional Norwegian dishes and Indo-Canadian dishes. Oh, is there really? The only difference, the only difference is the spices. That's it. It's, it's, it's actually quite wild. I, you know, I had no idea. I mean, of course there's some ingredients, you know, that, that are different for obvious reasons, but like if you just look at kind of like the way they do some stuff, I was actually kind of shocked. To, and any anyone listening to this who's Indo Canadian who looks it up, they might think I'm a complete <laughs> moron for saying this. But anyways, there was a couple okay. things that popped out to me, and I thought, hey, you know what? It's actually not that different than some of the food that we have here in Abbotsford from some of our uh, our, our well known Indo Canadian people. Just different spices. That's all. You know, Indian fla- Indian food has flavor, and Norwegian food probably doesn't. Is yeah. probably what it boils down to. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, there you go. I, I I digress. That was a good segment. Yeah, well, you know, I like to transition <laughs> smoothly. For for sure. I wanted to ask you before we get into some of the real nitty gritty. Um sure. I don't actually I don't know your full real estate story. So maybe we should go over that just for the listener, because you know, not everybody knows you and that way people get a bit of your background and you know where you've come from what you did we know you had a little uh now we know you we, you stopped it for six months but what's your take us back to how you uh how you started and where you've come from uh actually well you know born and raised coquitlam uh in in the tri-cities there you know went to graduated from sfu uh with my crim degree okay uh, actually was gonna actually was gonna use my crim degree as an undergraduate to go to law school uh i had law school all picked out I uh, wanted to go to Queen's University to do my law degree uh, back east there. Mm-hmm. Decided that wasn't for me. And during the during the time, I, I uh, helped start a sports training company as well called Gridiron Sports Development and Playmakers Hockey Development. I uh, had that for about a year, year and a half. Sold it, flipped it. It's actually currently still running right now. My old business partner, good friend of mine. And uh, went to BCIT and did my commercial real estate program at BCIT. That's when... They were still offering uh, the, the commercial real estate program under uh, Bill Bill Phillips. Oh, okay, yeah, interesting. Which, 
he's kind of like the guru of uh, commercial real estate there uh, out of BCIT. Yeah. What year approximately was that? Oh, geez, you're going to age me now. Like 2005, under... 6, 7, something like that? Yeah, 2005, 2006. Yeah. You're not that right old. Around. What are you, about 40 or something or what? T- turning 40 this year. Yeah. F- okay. Welcome to yeah. the uh, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's great. Yeah, and then, it's uh, great. You know, no matter dab- what they say. Absolutely. Dabbled in, you know, the, as as we do, we, we, we bartend and, you know, I was bartending on the weekends and, and doing kind of odds and ends here and sales roles. And, you would have been uh, You would have been good at that, weren't you? I, you know what? I truly enjoyed it because you're going to be at the bar anyways. You might as well get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. So, which were you? Right? Were you well known at any establishments? Like, were, were there particular restaurants that you were a long stay at, or what? You know what? The John B. in Coquitlam and uh, and Woody's. I'm doing a little plug there for them. Uh, okay. You know, hopefully get a free free round next time I pop in there. But <laughs> we'll make sure to send them the link to the <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah. We'll, we'll, send, we'll send them the link. <laughs> totally right. Yeah, I kind of bounced around a little bit doing that kind of stuff and dabbled in uh, dabbled in securities for a little while and, and uh, you know, dabbled in that for a little while and then um, met uh, my wife. You know, I've always had a huge interest for real estate. Um, obviously, that's why I kind of, you know, I took my uh, commercial real estate program there. Mm-hmm. So I, I hadn't applied it yet until met my wife, who's been a realtor for, you know, 14, 15 years there. Um, with Remax as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, she's at uh, 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 what's it called? The one in Delta there. Yeah, she's at Performance. Performance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's she's yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna swindle her over to Little Oak anytime anytime now. Oh, okay, okay. Don't maybe we'll have to <laughs> no, no. don't say that over. That, 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 that won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know her her father in law is a realtor for forty five years too as well. So you know, very successful real estate family. But I decided to kind of. Do go, you know, it originally started with the Remax that uh, they were at, and then decided, you know, I chose marriage over uh, partnership. Mm-hmm. You know, as many uh, as many people can attest to, it's very hard working with your significant other and, and any family members when you're getting off the ground. You know, you're the one doing the open houses. You, you know, you're the one, you know, door knocking. You're the one hustling, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, kind of going going through that route. I, I went to the dark side uh, with. Was that like what two thousand? That would have been what sixteen or seventeen or something. Oh, I try and block that out of my mind. But it was it was early on in the P movement. If we want to call it, it was, that. Yeah, early in the movement. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. Works, it works. The system works for some, and it just wasn't for me. We'll put that way. Yeah. And then I got raid, um, Ray in Canada. That's awesome. So, you got raid. Yeah. <laughs> mm, you Ray. know what? We've all been raid. It's okay. Yeah. You can you can talk about it. <laughs> oh, we love Uncle Ray. Yeah. And you know the best best move I've ever made, belonging to Little Oak uh, Realty here, and it has been phenomenal. It has taken my career from zero to a hundred, but the support, the education, and just the name as well. Mm-hmm. You know, belonging to Little Oak, it, it, it's huge. It really shows that brand awareness. Um, having that Remax balloon behind you, and having the support of our offices as well. You know, you're just in a different league of your own. When you work for Remax, Little Oak, for sure. You want me to blow a little smoke up your ass? Sure. So uh, this is going back probably, <laughs> I'm going to say like two, three, uh, probably three years ago now, actually, because we've been okay. in the friggin' pandemic for two years. So it's got to be three okay. years ago. Yep. So as I'm, you know, as my life and role is changing and I'm getting a little more involved in leadership in the office, I go to David, Rochelle. And I go, who is Sean Shelderup? Like you and I have never crossed paths, right? We don't know each other okay. from a hole in the ground. 
at that point yeah. in time. But I've been with the company since 2003. So I'm like, I, I'm kind of like, who is this guy? Right. And David says to me, oh, you don't know Sean? I said, no, I don't know Sean. He goes, that guy's the greatest ever. And I said, what do you mean he's the greatest? Like, what, tell, tell me about him. He goes, he hands his deals in perfectly. He does good business. And I never hear shit from him and he doesn't complain. <laughs> that, that's what David, that's what David oh, said about sure. you a few years ago. And I said, oh, oh he sound, sounds like an awesome guy. So David, David's in love with you, FYI. Oh, you know, and then the feeling's mutual and I'll be dropping off a bottle of scotch to him a little bit later yeah, on. Yeah, he likes, that, he likes really cheap, he likes cheap scotch, FYI, not expensive scotch. Oh, geez, yeah, really? Yeah, he specializes in the cheap stuff. He likes it. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, totally. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, good years. So you've, you've been licensed then for like, what is like, maybe it's what, 10, 12 years or something? No, no, not at all. No, actually, I've only been licensed for going on my fifth year. Well, when did you, okay, so you had just, oh, so you were not at, sorry, you were not at performance very long before you went. No. Got it. Yeah, Got and it. I went, yeah, so I've, I've not been licensed that long. You know, I, I feel like I've been in the industry for, <laughs> for 15 years as well. And, and, you know, we're pumping out some pretty good numbers these days, too, so with volume and and uh deals closed and stuff like that too so that's pretty exciting the way that uh we're we're rocking and rolling on that too so yeah no it's it's been the best career move of my life uh getting into real estate i uh, couldn't think of any other industry that i'd be involved in as well and and it's uh you know i've, I've kind of decided that uh you know this is a path for for the future so so six years into your career here's your first here's the first you know intriguing question i have for you how do you how do you describe your career to this point? Or you could write it this way: if, you, if if there was a book written today about your career to this point, what would the title be? Oh, that's a that's a you know what that's a that's a good question. If there's a book written uh, about my career now, you know what it'll, it'll probably come to me eventually. But uh, you know, my my career started off started off slow, mm -hmm. as a lot of you know realtors do. It's you know even though I do uh, have you know, wife and a, and a father-in-law that uh, have been in the industry for a very long time. Basically, it was a sink or swim situation, which is the best advice that I would say to anyone that has maybe a, that that's a parent with their son or daughter trying to get into real estate. Just just throw them in, throw them in, you know, uh, throw them to the wolves, and they will prove to you that at the end of the day that this is an industry that they not only will survive in but they'll flourish in too. You know, because it, it it's a tough grind. When, when, you know, your first year, you don't know what you're doing. You rent an office, you sit in that office, you stare at your computer for about six months, and you wonder why deals aren't falling on your lap, right? <laughs> so why was it, so you started slow. I did, yeah. Is that lack, so sometimes, sometimes for people, that's lack of opportunity, where they literally, no, they don't know anybody, and, and, yeah. and you can't just magically know people. Or sure. was it skill or confidence related? What, how would you, what would you say was your, was your, uh, sore point? I'd, I'd probably say it was skill and confidence. Not, not, not really the confidence, but it was more skill. It was what, what to do once you get someone on the phone. You know, the, mm. originally you start off with your fear of influence. You start off with all those, you, you know, your family, friends, those, you know, you know, and then you're calling and saying, oh, hey, it's, uh, it's Sean Sheldrop. How are you? And then, you know, you kind of sidetrack. Not not to the to the full goal that you're really wanting to talk to them about either, right? Yeah. How did you overcome that then? So if you knew you were lacking confidence and skill, what what was the trigger? What 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 happened? You know what I did? I um I started doing a lot of self self help 
uh, yeah. a lot of sales training. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to Tony, Ro- Tony Robbins seminar, belonging to, you know, Tom Ferry, you know, sitting down and really trying to find how, how I can do this, putting systems in place as well. I did have a partner at, at the time that was, uh, you know, he, he was successful with, with Remax. You know, he had already hit the Hall of Fame after his, you know, fourth year of being with Remax, fourth, fifth year of being with Remax. Mm-hmm. So he kind of showed me the systems and the ways how to do things. And I don't really have the problem. You know, I still, to this day, I get out there, put my shoes on and, and jacket on, and I go and door knock twice a week. Really? You to, door knock? I, like right now, you're door do. knocking? I still do. I oh, still door wow. knock. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Some people find it a little offensive during COVID. <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> it's not like I'm coming in for a coffee, but. Are you a moist talker or a heavy breather? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, totally. Well, under a mask, I am. You know? <laughs> wow. So you've been, yeah. I want to hear about that. You've been door knocking for the last two years. You've been on and off door knocking. Oh, absolutely. And do you have particular neighborhoods that you focus on or like how, walk me through that? For example, buyer will come to me and say, you know, I'm really interested in the Kanaka Creek area of Maple Ridge. Sure. Yep. Done. Done. Okay. Leave it in my hands. There's not the listings on the MLS. I, I'll door knock up and down that street and I'll door knock up and down that area until I find someone that's interested. Do you have a success story you can share? Like, do you have something where that has worked in the last 12 months or something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've... Uh, Walk know, us I've, through I've door knocked, Yeah, absolutely. I was door knocking in uh, in White Rock, and a client of mine was very interested in, in a certain street. I believe it was Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. And uh, very interested. I said, Sean, I want to be on the street. This is where I want to be. Okay, leave it in my hands. I'll, uh, I'll give you a call in uh, a couple of days here and follow up with you. When door knocked on a couple of homes, just found out that perfect timing. Seller was very interested in saying, you know, oh, you have a, you know, you, you're going there saying, you know, you, you, uh, I'm not here to solicit the listing, but I, I do have buyers that are interested in your property and so on and so forth. And uh, it turned out really well. And I referred the listing to um, another realtor and, and uh, you know, I had my buyer come forth and, and it was, it turned out really well. Wow. And, 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 you know, I, I recommend just getting out there. Not only are you fine-tuning your your elevator speech, because mm-hmm. basically it is an elevator speech. When you're coming up to a door, it, it, someone wants to know, A, who is this dude? <laughs> Secondly, why is he on my front porch? And, you know, I, I being 6'5", uh, yeah. and, and tipping the scales like I am, yeah. I generally stand down a couple steps. Ah, so yeah, not, so right. I'm not, I'm not overpowering, and I don't look like I'm. Because you, you could, know, I'm, you I'm, could be a murderer. It's possible. Oh, oh totally. It looks like, it, yeah. You know, kind of looks like I'm going to kick down the front door and, yeah. and come in there. Right? Totally. Yeah. All guns blazing, but uh, yeah, no. I when it when it comes to that type of marketing, just Can you say that again. Oh, that's serious. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> that's an Apple Watch. That's well, an maybe, Apple Watch for you. maybe I want to talk to maybe I want to talk to Siri. You know, she sounds maybe interesting. You want to talk to Siri about the uh, about the Norwegian. You know, <laughs> yeah, exploration totally. back in, you know, 1944 there. Yeah. No, you're more interesting. Siri doesn't know anything. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah. So yeah. you you stand down a couple steps and, you, I mean, clearly this is working. So I'm not going to, but like, you know, for reference here for people listening, for sure. you know, you're a, you're a very successful guy. You've sold a lot of real estate. You make very good money. Like you're doing this and this is not like you're brand new in real estate and you have nothing better to do. You're doing this no, because no. this is a part of, what you do now absolutely yeah absolutely yeah i have my checks and balances have my systems in place one of the one of the best things that i can say that i do i i have laminated 
laminated sheets all over my bathroom, all over my master bedroom, all over my office. And, and there are points where there's, there's sayings that I really like, you know, obstacles are those things you see when you take your eyes off the goal. It's a Vince Lombardi quote. And they're posted all over the place. And I, and I see my goals. I see my short-term goals. I see my long-term goals. I see my vision. I, uh, and, and I read it every single morning when I get up. You know, and I'm constantly reminding myself, this is why you do it. This is why you do it. Keep grinding. And I, I'm like, I love real estate. Love <laughs> real estate. Couldn't think of doing anything better. But, you know, there are days when you get up and you're a little sluggish. But, you know, read over those visions. As well, read over those daily goals and, and short-term goals, long-term goals to keep yourself focused. And, and I think that's really helped me. I've got two big whiteboards in my office, ones with hot buyers, hot sellers, ones with warm buyers, you know, war, warm uh, sellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've got uh, my upcoming deals. I've got my closed deals. I've got the completion dates and everything. And you're constantly, constantly putting that in your head. You're always looking at that, always looking at how can I better myself, all this kind of stuff. And I also do think that, you know, Self-education as well. Working on yourself is huge. These things that are up around your house, the sayings, yeah. you know, your wipe. I mean, clearly, obviously, your whiteboards are changing over as people change over. But the, the things that motivate you, are you updating those or are those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, all the time. So you, yeah. you change them all the time, just whatever, new inspiration, new things you've read, whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's new things you've read and constantly um, uh, changing your, you know, your quotes. You still have your solid quotes that you do have there, you know, like the Wayne Gretzky quotes, you know, you 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 miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that, that really, that really says something, says something to, you know, sales salesmen as well. You, you know, you, you got to go out there. You got to ask for the business, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you don't ask for the business, someone else is going to do it. You know, if they're not going to list, you know, if you're not listing their home and they're ready to sell, then someone somebody else is. Doing is. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people buy, people buy from people they like and people they trust. At the end of the day, yeah, you know, you, right, you know what I mean. You know, mm-hmm. you could be in the industry for thirty years, and or 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 some that's been in the industry for five years, but they may say, "Hey, this guy's a go getter," or or you know, the, I I like this guy, or I like how he carries himself with this guy or girl, and so on and so forth. Right? You made a statement to me which caught my attention, and I don't even I, I don't even fully know what you mean, but I want to get into it. <laughs> you 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 said your I think if I'm understanding what you do correctly. There's, there's the way of thinking where people say, well, you know, I specialize in this neighborhood. I, sp- I specialize in this yeah. market. And then they're contained to this market. And I think mm. your philosophy is actually the exact opposite of that. And as I understand it, you'll basically travel the entire province to sell a house. <laughs> which which Andrew, I, I, I sure will. Which, which I, okay, so I, I want to talk about this because there's so many reasons why somebody will say that's a dumb idea right? Liability, knowledge of area, knowing what to do, whatever. But, but you've been, you do this successfully. So just dig in, dig into that a little bit. Tell me how, how that's come to be and, and, and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. When I, when I, when when I first got into real estate, you know, I was having a struggle and you're sitting there and, and, you know, you're still paying your monthly dues and, and, and your, every deal that you're getting, you know, you're, you're, you're paying your wrap or your, yeah. your percentage and stuff Whatever like that doing, yeah. until you get to a certain point, right. You know, kind of thing. So you're really grinding along, but, uh, being in, being in, uh, you know, so many sports growing up and, you know, playing water polo for Canada and stuff like that too. There's a lot, there's a lot of reach throughout the province of people I've met, um, over the years with sport and people, friends and family and stuff like this. I, 
I made the decision right when I got into it saying, I'm not going to farm one area. I'm not going to sell just in one area. I currently, you know, I'm born and raised in Coquitlam in the Tri-Cities, but I live in Sunshine Hills, uh, which is in North Delta there. Yep. You know, that could have been my area I farmed, right? But mm-hmm. I've chosen to sell, you know, I've sold in, I sold from Tofino to 108 Mile to Vernon to Whistler. I'll go anywhere for a sale. And a lot of people say, well, you, 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 <laughs> you should put that on your business card. I want, I want that should, should be your slogan. I like we'll that. travel for work. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, you know, and a lot of people will come to me and, and, and say, hey, Sean, well, you're not an area expert. How can you say that, you know, you're better selling in, in, in North Van than like a Gary Volk or Jordan Hurdle or, or, or like a, a, you know, one of those guys, like a Dempster or something. Yeah. You know, and saying, well, today's age, we have so much information uh, accessible to us. You know, uh-huh. we can find the market stats. We can do the comparables. Uh-huh. We can run through all the systems that we would be doing in a specific area as well. And, and educating yourself. And people are saying, well, you may not know that, you know, that this cross street runs into this cross street. No, but I can tell you that I'm going to get you top dollar for your property because this is, you know, this is where we're, we're at huh. as well. So, you know, there's what, two realtors up in 108 mile anyway. So it's not like I'm going to be competing much up there. Yeah. <laughs> so have you taken listings up in hundred mile or 108 mile or do you, have you just no, sold buyers no, there? No, just the, just the buyers. No, I haven't taken any taken any listings up there i will refer out i do believe in the referral programs uh you know i've got some pretty solid guys and gals that i do use you know i've got one specific guy that i do in uh Kelowna. um he's my go-to and then i've got guys on the island on uh, certain areas and i've got a wonderful girl she's up in in whistler and, and so i do I, I will refer them out if there's a listing uh, and then we work out a referral agreement. Uh-huh. Um, but when it comes to buying, it's all guns blazing, and and I'll be up there, and I'll I'll pack my little guy with me, and and um, got, I've got a five and a three year old, so I pack my five year old with me, and we'll uh, say, oh hey, we're head- daddy's daddy and you are heading to uh, heading to Kelowna. We've got to close a couple sales up in Kelowna, and then we'll have a you know a, a night over at the Delta Grand together. So I I, I I love it. I love getting out, being in the different areas as well and i don't see you know you know i'm not saying that farming one area and targeting a specific demographic uh, pocket uh, is wrong because it's been very lucrative and successful for many agents Mm -hmm. uh it's just not my business model yeah at the end of the day right and 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 i'm going with what works and uh it seems to be working at the at the uh, current time you clearly just have established relationships with people and you're farming those relationships and you're just going wherever they want to go that's that's for, what it, for sure. that's what it sounds like. For, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question. So I, I'm a guy, I'm the exact opposite of you. I I've done okay. this for, you know, since 2003 and I've I've never like I so I live in Abbotsford. I've sold in the Fraser Valley my um entire life. I've done two transactions on the other side of the Portman Bridge. Okay. I've done that I can think of two transactions even in Surrey in my entire life, a handful in Langley and pretty much everything I've done has been in Abbotsford mission and a little bit of Chilliwack. Like I am, if I have someone, if I have a client of mine say they want to go to Langley today, I'm not even touching that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not, like I'm not. So I will send them on over. Yeah. So with that background, <laughs> uh, I, the question I have is how do you, so like, let's say you're, you're taking a buyer to, I mean, Kelowna is one thing because if you're Kelowna proper, 
you know, I, I find that you can get like, you know, a lot of good information in cities. But if you go out to like 108 mile or 100 mile or something that's out in the sticks, where do you even begin with things like waterways and and access to water and septics and just unique things like that that can impact properties that are not necessarily governed within a regular municipality? For sure. It, it's, you know, it, it's really just making, sitting down and researching, you know, talking to cities or districts as well or townships looking into, you know, community plans, mm-hmm. do re- research online, pulling up maps, you know, all those, those kind of factors uh, take, take play as well. Right. So, you know, you can become pretty educated in certain areas sure. as well. Yeah. So are you familiar then with multiple, you know how like each city, like let's just talk like lower mainland or, or whatever, every city has their own web mapping system right? Like yeah. on their website. Are you familiar and how do you, like with all of them? For the most part. Yeah. And if I'm not, I'm going to become educated pretty darn quick. So um, you're obviously <laughs> comfortable with technology and, and like th- that yeah. kind of stuff doesn't, doesn't, you know, intimidate no. you or whatever. Figuring no, something out, it's not a problem. No, no, not at all. No, not at all. And you know what? Don't, don't hesitate to, to ask if you've got questions too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in some of these areas, you know, a lot of realtors are uh, more than happy to answer some of your questions too. Some aren't. Some say, you know, what are you sure. doing farming in my area? Kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I, I see on your, uh, I see on your business card. It says, you know, one five nine five five Fraser Highway. You're a yeah, yeah. guy. Well, why are you selling in Coquitlam? Yeah. Well, I sell in Coquitlam because I can tell you, I can tell you more about Coquitlam than I can Surrey. You right. know what I mean? You know yeah, what I mean, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's all areas and stuff like that too, right? That you know, hmm. so. So do you have a, like, is there a sale that sticks out to you that you like or you're proud of where you went far and wide to make it happen? You all, yeah, I could probably talk about the, talk about a few, uh, how many transactions did I do in, in the, in Kelowna and Vernon, I believe I did a five or six. Like just this left. in 21, you did five or six yeah, in Kelowna and Vernon? Yeah, in 21, I believe five or wow. six in 21, Kelowna and Vernon. And, and um, I, I have a really close relationship with my mortgage broker. You know, and he's, you know, so basically anyone that comes to him, he, he fires, fires me off clients, sent me to this client. She's a first time home buyer, you know, and she's, she's, you know, she's, she's sick, you know, don't know how many years she has really left in her kind of thing like that. She just wants to get married and have a house and, you know, and, and kind of thing like that too. So it's kind of a little bit of a sad story. She's not, she's not well mm-hmm. um, medically, but first time home buyer, super concerned. I drove up there. Tw- I drove up to Vernon twice shows property stayed overnight up there i lined up she's i think we i think we exhausted ourselves at maybe 11 showings um on on like a saturday and made sure that she you know she had enough energy for that and so we pumped out 11 showings uh and then the next day we pumped out a couple more in the morning before i headed back to uh, a couple more appointments i had sunday evening back in uh, the lower mainland you know and and i still we found her the perfect perfect detached home she's i want to say it was around 600 in vernon mm-hmm. price point around 608 or 609 i think we closed on you know perfect little starter home first time home bar she continually texts me once every two weeks and just says sean that was you know thank you so much and she'll get teary-eyed you know when she calls me and stuff and how emotional that was that sale and, and thank you so much and i look forward to you know having my family being raised there and stuff like this too and you know, I may be long and gone, but, uh, you know, thank you so much for setting this up for the family and, 
you know, that's emotional. So, and that's what, it, you know, this, this industry, it, it's a people's, it's a people's industry, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of emotions. Uh, it's one of the largest transactions that these individuals are going to have in their whole lives. It's scary. It's stressful. And it's our job to make it as painless and as smooth uh, of, of a process as, as possible. Do you have any amazing ideas as to how to solve the housing shortage problem? <laughs> housing I, I know you I, do. Door knocking campaign. Door knocking campaign. Door knocking campaign. More people door knocking. Yeah. Well, you know, the current market conditions that we have right now, we're at a historic low of inventory. So, you know, we're seeing crazy things like 41 offers on properties, 46 offers on properties. Uh, you know, and I was, I was, I was telling you the other day. I saw that message the other day in BC Realtor Corner. Are you, is that what you're referring to? Somebody? Yes, I, am. I saw yeah, the 41 so offers. Were you involved yeah. in that one or something, or what? No, no, I wasn't. There was one of 46 that I was involved in uh, earlier in the year, which is, you know, which was pretty, pretty insane. You know, with with all these offers, right? You know, mm-hmm. and 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 I was looking at the comments on BC Realtor Corner. We're saying, you know, there's a couple of the realtors saying, well, you must have drastically underpriced it. And this is this. Well, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's some, you know, that's a majority of uh, agent kind of MO right now is, is listing a little bit and, you know, creating that buzz, creating those lineups of their open houses, you know, and then hopefully drawing into a multiple offer scenario and having them bounce off each other and, and, and jacking that and getting that price through the roof. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, you look at, you know, the what what is the government and the Bank of Canada going to do? And we had this conversation. What's going to happen down the road? You know, something has to happen because the media, the public are, are, are forcing and, and uproaring about, you, you know, uh, the buyers. We, we can't find any property and, and housing housing prices are going through the roof. What are we going to do? And there's been talks about an interest rate hike. You know, I I don't see it happening until maybe at the end of summer, early fall. Well, it, interest interest rate hike. So even if they, so let's just walk that out. They, they put the interest yeah. rates up. Let's say they're up. Let's say they move twice this year, even three times. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. So if interest yeah. rates go to, right now you can get a variable at 1.2, 1.3. And yeah. I think a fixed at like, you know, two point, like a point higher or whatever. But even, yeah. even if interest rates even if you can't get a mortgage below 3%, yeah. the correction that that'll cause in the market is, I don't know, like based on history, watching other you know historical yeah. changes, we're talking maybe 10, maybe 12%. Well, yeah. if we take 10 or 12% off the values, nobody's going to go to the microphone and go, thank you, now homes are affordable. Now, now we fix the problem. <laughs> you know, yeah. the home that was 1.6 is now only 1.45. Like, it is... Unless people, and of course nobody wants this, but like, you know, in my time that I've done this, homes were deemed unaffordable in 2006 and in 2008 yeah. uh, when, you know, you could buy a condo at five and $600 a foot in downtown Vancouver. I remember mm. people, clients of mine doing that. So we're not, ne- we're not, whatever the government chooses to do, and yes, they're going to tax the shit out of us and do something stupid. And I'm sure they'll throw a rock in the pond and correct the market to a certain degree. That mm-hmm. is still not going to create affordable housing. No, the, the, no, the, the conversation of affordable no. housing is gone in the greater Vancouver for sure. market. For sure. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. 
and you know they're they're talking about yeah, you, you know how it's gonna how it's gonna affect and individuals and individuals maybe foreclosing on properties and this is this no it's not number one you still have to go through the stress test which is what 5.25 yeah totally yeah absolutely still are qualifying these individuals yeah they're still qualified so you know with a little bit of an interest rate hike let's say on a fixed rate you're going to be paying an extra 200 what two 250 extra per month let's say if the interest rate goes Mm -hmm, up mm -hmm. you know and and this isn't really going to um this isn't really going to drown any of the individuals and have them defaulting on their mortgage. This is what I believe, you know, because the average mortgage in BC is around five hundred fifty thousand, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, it's it's. I don't see it's it's going to be happening too critical. But I do think that at the nearing the end of summer, nearing end of fall, I think the government's going to have so much pressure on them. They're going to have to do something. Mm-hmm. Right, they're going to have to do something. Maybe they're going to come up with a new. Well, just like they came up with that stupid empty home tax and foreign buyer oh, tax right. in 2016, yeah, one. it's done yeah. nothing. And it turns out, in retrospect, all the data showed way less foreign ownership was impacting the market way less than they were touting. And they they did that. They they introduced the legislation. It drops a rock in the pond. The fish scattered for like you know four or five six months, and then the market went right back to what it was. And 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 all they have now is they have an extra tax and we can't track where the money goes. God knows what no. they're doing with it. Who knows? Oh, right? for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess we, 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 could, we could carry on this all day long, couldn't we? Well, <laughs> what, they, what they need to do is yeah. they, well, you know, and, and I am, I'm obviously would love to see, um, you know, more supply and more housing. And I'm not even opposed to prices coming, coming down in a natural way. For sure. But they, they can dump, we could dump, billions of dollars into housing right now if we want if we do not fix how broken we are at the municipal level when it comes to building permits the inefficiencies ministry of environment and all the red tape you got to go through for development it doesn't matter if you put more effort into creating more of a backlog if you don't open up the tiny little channel that all of this backlog is flowing through and we already had inefficiencies like crazy prior to the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, we told everybody to go home and work in their pajamas. And where it, there's data that shows that, you know, across the board in every company, every organization where people are less efficient because we're not in a traditional work environment, we're less focused, there's more distractions. And so we've got scenarios in city halls where, you know, waiting for a permit used to be two to three months and now it's five to six months. And putting more money and taxing more into that does not change that backlog and it's that backlog that has to be corrected completely agree there, with you. i'll stop i, I ranted i'm not ranting it. <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah it is it is amazing to hear politicians talk about taxes as if they they, they can fix the problem oh oh yeah for sure taxes always fix the problems right yeah for sure and but but no but no politician wants to be that politician that raises the taxes so much anything really gets done you know say for example correcting the massive tunnel or something like that or or, or so on and so forth, right? You know, no politician wants to be that politician because you're not going to get reelected for another term. Yeah. For jacking them up that much, right? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Totally. Yeah. Right. Hey, do you have, are you working on a new home, to, like this big new home development? We are, yeah, we are slowly putting it together. You're talking about the Grand Forks one? Well, yeah, you and I, we chatted a little while back and you mentioned some yeah. 80 unit or 80 home development. Is that, is that right? Am I saying that right? That that is right, yeah. Eighty home, uh, eighty home, new home development in uh, Grand Forks. It's still, you know, an initial, initial, uh, initial, sorry, 
Good morning. Uh, initial phases uh, of um, talks and development, stuff like that. The land has been purchased, can be put right down that, right down along the river there. Hmm. Working with uh, a couple other partners on on that uh, development there, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be exciting, and that'll be for our next podcast <laughs> when that's uh, about to be released. Maybe we'll do a full feature on it. Totally. So you, so you're a, you're a partner, but you're also going to be involved in the marketing. Is that right? I am. Yes, I am. Yeah. And absolutely. and what is that? Is that like 2023, 2024? Like what's what's the expected? I mean, based on what we just talked about, it might be 2030. You have no idea. Well, that's well, yeah. I'd, I'd probably say we're forecasting for mid 2023. But as you know, as 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 we were talking about with building and development permits and stuff of like that, we may be pushed back a little while to 2024. But uh, it is new and exciting to get that off the ground. And and although I do run like a lone wolf a lot with real estate. I am, I have talked with another local expert mm-hmm. in regards to that and referred to him. So he will be, you know, the, the guy on the scene, on the spot, uh, local expert in regards to um, the area and, and those uh, potential buyers that are coming into the area. So I'll be flying out to the Grand Forks area, you know, here or there probably once a week kind of thing like that too. So is that something that you had to take through like obviously you probably had to go through rezone or, or what what's the story of that piece of land yeah it's uh i i didn't i didn't really have too too much to do with in regards to that uh those my partners and stuff dealt with that and uh because i was busy working on some other projects that i have going on here so i guess it would have been the rezoned and, and all that all that sort of jazz as well yeah but is it, it but they're not like they're putting they're not putting services or anything like that in yet no no not yet no so we're looking at a little ways out and there's a name for it Nope, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Well, no. oh, yeah. I'm we're asking. Learning. I'm asking all these questions prematurely. <laughs> Shut up, stupid! No, don't no, ask hey, this. I don't want to talk about it yet. No, that's that's totally fine. We're kind of keeping things a little under the wraps too, as well. Yeah. Uh, in regards to things going on. Yeah. In, in that area too. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, tell me every detail that you're not supposed to right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Do you want to sign an NDA or? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, here I am just trying to get you exposure for the development. And now you're shutting down on me, not giving me oh, any information. I, I know. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll do a big launch and we'll do a whole podcast. And, uh, you know, you never know. Uh, it could be called the Sean uh, project. You know, this is the Norwegian project or the shelter project, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. You know, we're reaching the end of our time. Is there any other sure. great thoughts that you want to, uh, that, that, that you want to get out there that I, that I missed? Yeah, no, you know, at the end of the day, as you know, as as a realtor, we're we're more we're educating the public. We're we're basically educators. Yes, we, yes, we are. You know, we we sell. We, you know, we buy sell. And we are sales um, men and women. But you know, we're we're educating. We gotta we gotta know the market. We gotta know the areas. We gotta be able to educate our clients so that our clients can make the best educated decision. And if it's and if it's right for them at the end of the day too, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to that. But uh, another thing I just wanted to quickly touch about was social media. Oh you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of real. You know, this is a free service to us for the most part. You know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok. Even a lot of guys are getting on. A lot of guys and girls uh, are getting on TikTok now. Yeah, and making some pretty influential impact. Some top realtors are using TikTok, and, and I'm seeing them every day using TikTok platforms, and, and they're intertwining that into their other social platforms. Huh. And, it, and it's free. Your advertising is free. So, you know, it's 
it, it's a lot more affordable than some other marketing campaigns. And and I follow the guidelines when I post. I try and keep a pretty decent social media presence, but I follow guidelines. Like I use a, a website called statusbrew.com hmm. and and that website tells you when when to post. So for example, Facebook has different timing for most eyes to post than Instagram. Like in when regards, in the day, you mean, or when, when in the in week the or whatever. So yeah. So for example, like on Tuesdays, Facebook is the best time to post something about your brand or yourself on Facebook is between nine and 11 on Tuesdays. Random, right? But Instagram's between nine and two on Tuesdays. And you know, each day differs, right? And And that's just, They've done market research through the yin yang on 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 how you know how many eyes get get seen on on certain posts. So I you know I recommend looking into that. And when you're doing your post, no, don't do a post at ten o'clock at night. No one's going to see it. You know what I mean? It, it, it's nine to ten when you first you know the nine to fivers when they first get to the office, or if you're in your first two years of real estate when you're sitting there and you're twiddling your thumb, uh, looking at your phone for the first couple hours of your day that's when people are most likely on their phones and they're looking at these posts hmm. as well. So I do, uh, I do recommend that. So status brew is, is this like, a, this is like a service you pay for and then you run your social feeds through that, that platform or what? No, no, I, I have it set up on my iCalendar. Yeah. At certain times of, of the day, I'll say, okay, Sean post, you know, post something, you know, or post a video. You know, I, I was one thing I really need to work on. You know, uh, and I was talking to Uncle Ray about this yesterday, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was getting more videos out. I was doing really good there for a while. And then, you you know, if you don't have those checks and balances, those systems in place of videos, you know, Ray wants you doing, Ray, sorry, Ray recommends you doing. <laughs> no, I like Ray <laughs> wants you doing better. Not like recommends. That, Ray. Ray said. <laughs> Ray said. Yeah. You, you got to get Rayed. Between five to seven videos per listing. You know, that's a coming soon. That's a just listed. That's a certain feature of the area. That's a certain feature of the house. That's a walkthrough. That's another video just sold. That's a congratulating buyers. You know, video, they're, they're free. You know what I mean? So, so I highly recommend doing more videos for realtors. I was a little, I was nervous when I first started off. I, you know, I probably said, guys, if you go back to watch any of my videos, I probably, I think yeah. someone, one of my friends tallied guys like 14 times in a short span of 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, you, you get more comfortable and it's a lot more personable when you're doing a video. You're not just saying, Oh, just sold. Cool. Thumbs up, you know, boom, explosion on your, on your, on your, um, using, I use pick monkey to, to, um, organize my, to organize my just listed, my just solds and stuff for social media to add text and, and videos and stuff. How do you, so, so when you're, when you're coming up with a video, a lot of the challenge for people with video, it's not like they know they should do it. it this is another yeah. one of those things that just more brings more sure, pain sure. and shame of the things they're not doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's time, it's creativity, it's content yeah. curation, right? And then yeah. it also boils down to, like, let's be honest, standing in front of a camera is different than talking to a phone. Right now, while you and I are talking, I probably got my belly hanging out and I don't give a rip because no one's looking at me, right? But yeah, the moment yeah, you put oh, a camera okay. in front, it's like, oh, suck it in. I got to look amazing, like whatever, right? So so yeah. there's that, which, you know, we're not going to solve that issue. But when it comes to content curation and curate creativity, 
is that, are you like, are, does that just come to you? Are you planning time? Are you putting effort into like, you know, working on this? Are you putting time into it? Like, how does that happen? Cause that's difficult for a lot of people. It, it, it is difficult to come up with the ideas. It usually just, it usually just comes to me. Uh, I know that I have in my eye calendar that hey, today. And, and also I still use a, a regular calendar. I'm, I'm old school. I like to write things down and, and see them visually. Right. So it'll say, okay, Sean, 10 30 AM drive out to one of your new listings. Take a quick video. I don't mm. know what the video is going to be about. I'm driving there the whole time. Going, what am I going to talk about? Right. You know what? I'm just going to press record and I'm just going to, you know, right. Flash the pearly whites and, and say something meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Charm right? them brother. Charm them. <laughs> charming. Right. Yeah. But there are like, there are, I wrote down 10 tips for like real estate, social media marketing. Mm-hmm. I, I won't get into detail of them, but explain them, but uh, you know, promote the town or city not just the house like to- totally just, you know what i mean say and hey, surrounding businesses parks sure, all that right? stuff yeah hey you know you've got the new both the tower on on austin avenue yeah wonderful too bad too bad you know it's self-facing gorgeous but right across the street to john b pub you know yeah walk to woody's i used to bartend yeah. there it's drinks on oh, yeah, me on or, thursday or on woody's yeah or, or yeah. you know what i mean or go up to coquillam rex and you got money parked on the street you got blue mountain parked there you know, be yourself. You know, people buy from people they like and people they trust. Uh, educate your buyers as well. We kind of touched base on that. Chat with your followers, like stay engaged mm-hmm. when you're online. You know, clients are less and less likely to just pick up the phone and say, Andrew, what's going on in the market? Or, hey, like, so-and-so. Yeah. Because they can just go online and do their own research. And a lot of people are doing that now. So we yeah. need to stay on top and chat with your followers and give meaningful insight uh, and educate them, right? Mm-hmm. Res- respond to all the comments, like whether they're good or bad, respond to them. Because, you know, a, a bad comment may be just a guy, a guy or gal having a, having a bad day, yeah. you know, and then you, you want to convert. I, I want to convert everyone into my client yeah. uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, whether they're good, bad, or ugly kind of thing like that to me, right? So, you know, I want to, I want to convert them. I saw a great video on this topic i don't even know where it was like i mean whatever the guy's from the states i don't even know who it is probably couldn't find it today but it was one of the best things i've seen he's standing in front of the house and the the typical right like these videos that we see where you know hey welcome to three four seven five blah 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 so the guy doesn't start in a typical way he gets into it he says he goes hey folks i got something for you about this house now i can't guarantee this information but i've talked to all the neighbors on the street and i'm pretty sure there isn't a single dog in this neighborhood that craps on people's yards and that's how he started the description of that's the street, which was amazing, right? Like you hear that and you're instantly like, okay, I'm in or whatever. And then you, For you sure. know, the camera zips into the house and he walks in and then he goes, okay, so besides the fact that you don't have a fresh lump on the front yard, check out this amazing kitchen. Like it was, yeah, totally. it was incredible. Yeah. And of course, you know, there's only a certain type of property that you're going to be able to do that for. And not every seller is yeah. going to be into that. But I'm going to tell you that like, I watched that video. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what town he was in. Like, it doesn't matter. I watched that video and I guarantee you that he got unreal views on that. And so, oh, you know, there, yeah. you can be, someone might hear that and go, well, I could never do that with my clients, but there's ways to be creative and yeah. think outside the box. And I thought that guy's video was, was unbelievable. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and I've seen some videos with, uh, you know, he's a top selling agent. He and, he and his dad and, and super nice guy where he's in his, he's in a suit and he jumps into the pool. 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a yeah. local there's a guy locally that I've seen that a couple guys do that actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and, and certain things like that too. No, I wouldn't be jumping in with my suit, but you know that that really that really turns. If you're the fourth guy to do it, it's lame too. Like the first two, it's kind of cool. Then after that, it's like, nah, it's not your idea. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah so, but you know, <laughs> it's just creating them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, make sure you got videos going and and do your videos and. uh you know, don't ignore your existing clients and stuff like that too. But uh, you know, it's uh, social media is there to use. Uh, yeah, and I don't think we're we're using it enough. I'm not using it enough. That's my tw- that's on my whiteboard for my 2022 goal. Is you know, I got to be pumping out. I want to pump out three videos, four videos a week, right? And those are just regular videos too. And what do what do you think those videos are doing? So like let's so you get your video out. It's the listing. Like let's say you've got a coming soon, a listing promotion. Uh, you know another one or two for the same property. Yeah. Practically speaking, and in a measurable way, what do you think that's doing? Is it like you know, an, a, is it a selling the home? Is it getting you more business? Is it making your listing that the, the client think you're doing a great job? Like what's the benefit? You know what I I think it's just I think it's just it, it's it's helping build that brand. And also, I can't really narrow it down to A, B, or C, but uh, it's helping build your personal brand, your business brand, mm-hmm. as well as helping. You know, I I like to help out with uh, uh, a lot of local sports teams. You know, I sponsor the, the Coquitlam Reds team and stuff. And I had one of the one of the uh, dads on there say, "Oh, you're the one with uh, you know, you're the one that does those videos, mm-hmm. right? You know, kind of thing, right? And and it's just that that exposure." Now it would have been great if he said, "Hey, you're Sean Sheldrop with sold, you know, sold by Sean.ca. You're the guy that does the videos." But he, he said to me, "You're the guy that does the videos." So people do see them, sure. right? Totally, right? Yeah. And 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 I had one individual I was talking to, and he's saying, he said, "Oh yeah, I, I see your videos, kind of thing." I said, "Oh, you know, I said the last couple ones. I think I said guy about fourteen times." He goes, "No, keep doing them. They're 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 good to watch. It's better than just scrolling through, you know." And, first thing in the morning when you're scrolling through just photos of stuff at least it's a video it keeps me entertained it's i get to see you again get to see what you're doing in your business it's it's a it's a positive thing so hmm. and, then, and that comment does not come sponsored by ray and Kana either <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your next I, I have an idea for your next video yeah okay. you say hey i'm not sure of my own name but i work at remax little oak and i'm the guy that does videos <laughs> and then you just don't even you don't even repeat your name because no one wants to know yeah. your name anyway. You're just the guy that yeah. does videos. For sure. They'll know your name because they're on your Facebook page. Totally. <laughs> right? Oh, totally. that's beauty. I like it. Maybe you, maybe you and I should do one. I would totally do that. I'd be, more than, sure. I'd be more than happy to jump into a video with you. Absolutely. Thank you for your time today. No, it was a, it was a pleasure. Was I a thoroughly pleasure. enjoyed our conversation. We went over an hour and we haven't even gotten into water polo, but maybe we'll save that for next time. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't think for Let's a second I did. You you alluded to it about half an hour yeah. ago. We didn't go there, but I know that you were yeah. a uh, you were a high level water polo player at one point in time. So yeah, I was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah well, it was uh, interesting sport. I don't know how the horses you know hold their breath that long underwater, but uh, you know, quite, <laughs> quite remarkable. Well, it's cruel. It's cruel that we do that to them. But yeah. Oh, it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Some people are going to hear this and just go, "Gee." Well. They won't think any worse about you than they already did. It's no, fine. No, that's true. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple more podcasts and, uh, you know, the jury will be out on that. But, uh, yeah. All right, my friend. Well, Thanks, thank buddy. you so much. It was a real pleasure. Yeah. Have care. a great day. All See best. Ya. Awesome. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.